Hello everyone, it's Amr Warayat, and welcome to the first episode of The Arab American. Arabs began to immigrate to the United States in 1875, during the first immigration wave, which ended in roughly the 1920s. The second wave of immigration began in the 1940s, when the Middle Eastern affairs started to be affected by the creation of the Israeli state. Arab culture in the United States was mainly built around the Lebanese and Syrian communities, given they were the first to arrive to the states in the first wave of immigrants. However, during the second wave, more immigrants began to come from other Arab nations, bringing everything with them. Culture, language, heritage, and religion are all qualities that minorities carry with them when they immigrate out of their home countries in search of a new life. However, first and second generation children seem to find difficulties here in the United States. As we don't fit in exactly with the American way of life, and neither do we fit in to the Arab way of life. First generation and second generation minorities struggle with finding themselves culturally. For Arab Americans, we tend to have a strong cultural connection to our homeland, especially for those who go back during their vacation time. In this podcast, we discuss issues that revolve around the Arab American community and try to find connections not only between Arab Americans, whose heritage stems from different nations, but also between other minorities in the United States. I want to dive into a number of topics ranging from religion, economics, political ideologies, and so on to get a better understanding of the Arab American thought process and how other minority groups thrive in a country where they are the underdogs. Today, I would like to discuss a simple topic that has a complex twist. Why do Arab Americans not like being considered white? During every major exam, driver's tests, government documents, and so on, Arabs always check the white Caucasian box. Many of us think to ourselves, well, why does the U.S. Census not have a Middle Eastern option? Classifying the Arab community as white is almost a slap in the face to most Arabs. Naturally, most Arab Americans are very nationalistic, holding their culture and heritage to a high status. So when we have to classify ourselves as white, we begin to think that it's unfair. We begin to think we're white, but without the privileges that come with being white. Classifying Arabs as white or black is inaccurate because much like the Latino communities, those of us who stem from the Middle Eastern North Africa region are racially diverse even within the Arab countries we hail from. Classifying Arabs as white actually stems from a 1909 federal court case that that involved a Lebanese American, George Shimshim, who worked as a police officer in Venice, California. He had arrested the son of a prominent lawyer for disturbing the peace, which then caused the man who was arrested to say that Shimshim had no right to arrest him because Shimshim himself was not and could not be an American citizen because he was not of the white race. At the time, people who were born in the Middle East were considered to be of Chinese-Mongolian descent, since technically the Middle East is a part of Asia. It was reported that Shimshim told the court during his hearing that if he was Mongolian, then so was Jesus, because they come from the same land. This prompted the court to grant citizenship to Syrian, Lebanese, and other Arabs, considering them white. 
Americans with Middle Eastern and North African origin increasingly face profiling and discrimination, especially after 9-11. We see hate crimes against the Arab American communities, and classifying Arab Americans as white takes away from their struggles and masks social and economic disparities. I moved to the U.S. in 2010, uh, just about 11 years old. I was just starting my middle school years, and I clearly remember being the only Arab Muslim kid in the school. I got made fun of a lot for my religion and because of where I came from. Being called terrorist or people throwing comments that I wasn't used to riding in cars and that I only rode camels. These remarks were only the least of what many Arab Americans go through, especially those who look much more Middle Eastern or those who wear the hijab. Often many Arabs who move to the United States who are Muslim actually avoid wearing the hijab in fear of being socially prosecuted for the way they look or for what they are wearing. A social construct in the United States that seems to never be stated, but to always be known, that when you are white, you are free from the assumption that you are foreign or inferior. However, that doesn't apply to Arabs given their background, history, physical appearances, etc. The way many Arab Americans view themselves is strictly Arab because being classified as white essentially means that you are entitled to the same treatment that white Americans receive, which is not entirely the case. The way I have always viewed being white, personally, was that if you are white, you come from a long line of European descent, which is not entirely correct. However, however, being white to white Americans is just that. Strictly American and white, and either, in either way, both cases, one cannot classify Arabs in either category. The thought between Arabs wanting their own classification on the U.S. Census is not because of any attention-seeking tactics or wanting to be different, but it's for the simple fact that Arab Americans are different. Completely different history, completely different lands, completely different language, and completely different culture. Although being branded as white on the U.S. Census, the Arab Americans are simultaneously considered non-white by everyone else. Arabs have been historically branded as terrorists and radicals through popular culture and within the media. And together, popular culture and media demonization has labeled Arabs as national security threats, essentially stripping them of the privileges and power that comes with their legal whiteness. There is a lack of understanding. Race is a complicated matter. Color and race are irrelevant to most Arabs. Arab identity is based on a culture and language rather than color, which allows the concept to be mostly understood in the Western world. Arabs can typically pass as Southern European looking, such as Greek, Italian, Spanish. However, many Arabs have fair skin as well, those who hail from Syria. Personally, my, my grandmother, who is of Syrian descent, was very white with blonde hair and blue eyes. But that's not the case for most Arabs. But physical appearances don't directly correlate with race. Although some may be fair-skinned or some may be of darker origins, regardless of the fact, Arabs are genetically Semitic and not of European descent, which does not allow them to be classified as white. It's also really hard to take an estimate of how many Arabs actually live in the U.S. Since according to the, US, to the United States Census Bureau, being white in America is a person having origins in any of the original peoples of Europe, the Middle East, or North Africa, which pulls Arab Americans in with the regular count of white people living in the U.S. This, therefore, makes 
Arabs and North Africans invisible, an invisible group in the United States. And we can't really tell how many people really live here. We can estimate anywhere from 3.5 to 6 million Arab Americans and, and those that hail from North Africa as well. In 2018, the Census Bureau said that they would not be including the Middle East as a category in the statistics, as more information and tests were needed to determine whether the men of categories falls under ethnicity or race. Uh, some Arab American journalists, though, have mentioned that including the MENA region as an ethnic option could operate like a Hispanic Latino option, which essentially allows people to choose any race. All in all, given that the, cens the Census Bureau denied adding a Middle Eastern option, we now must wait at least 10, 10 years until 2030 until the MENA option is added into the census and every decade waiting only adds to the consequences to people from the region. This is Amr Warayat, and thank you for listening to The Arab American. I would also like to ask my listeners to share and leave a review on the podcast so I could gain some extra feedback and to gain a better understanding on some specific topics you all would like to talk about and how I could better improve your podcast experience as a listener. Thank you so much.